Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here, and this is the final podcast of 2014. Great year it's been. It's been a good year, yeah. yeah it's been very emotional. <laughs> emotional? <laughs> yeah, it has. Well, come on, we all shared a tear at the Football Blogger Awards, Dave. Yeah. Come on. We had, we had that hug, we had that yeah. embrace. Yeah, that manly hug. <laughs> we had a bit of bewitched on the car. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had everything. Um, on the podcast this week, we've got Luke Thompson with us. Hello. Still Football Manager Beast. Yeah. Still all right then? Yeah. Won trophies? No, I'm, I'm only halfway, well, a third of the way from my second season, sitting in 10th in the Prem. Bad. the Wanderers, so yeah, Kenny ever gets the boot. I've already got the, I won that league and then left to join Arsenal, so I can't really comment. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> uh, we've got Luke Regan as well. Evening. With us. How are you getting on with football manager then? You know, I'm managing to come forward a bit. I'm quite we should happy. do that thing where you two play your teams against each other. Because Scunthorpe versus Wolves sounds like a really fair deal. Well, with your tactical now three, uh-huh. I'm sure you would uh, make it a good game. No. No. Uh, and finally, uh, on his third appearance, we should get like a hat trick ball for this. Yeah, I think. We'll get a sign ball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got Ryan Lester with us as well. Yeah, but should we all sign it? Because we... No, because what have I on? <laughs> I mean, have you got some like, like, sort of list on like, what? We definitely need a cap list. Yeah, definitely. a cap list. Yeah. You can just go I'm back. I'm going to print off hundreds of caps there. <laughs> yeah. Some people. Yeah. Get your hundredth cap. Now, we, I think there should be some sort of order so we can see how many appearances we've made and and what not. I mean, obviously, you'd win. Yeah. Yeah. Quite I'd easily. be interested to know who's second. I think uh, it'd be between me or Meek. Potentially I you. I think, no, you've done it more than me. Don't know. I'm sure there's some uh, fancast nerds out there who can ta- totally. Oh, koala man, we can get us. koala man. Dunkin'. I think I'm On the podcast this week, we're going to look back at the highlights of this year, preview the game against Fulham, and look back at the games against Watford and Brentford. But firstly, our best feature we've had in so so well, so long, African Cup of Nations update. Um, the squad for uh, Mali in this year's African Cup of Nations in Equatorial Guinea, I believe. Great country. Yeah. I've just noticed you've got frozen on Blu-ray. You got oh, Didn't you make a joke about this last week? And you no. just said let it go, and we were all like, no. "Oh, ha ha ha!" No, I don't think it is. <laughs> it's not like you to recycle a joke. Really. No, it's, it's, <laughs> not at all. 
Um, so the squad for Marley was announced um, this week. And unsurprisingly, Sacco was in the squad. But surprisingly, and to the benefit of Wolves and the joy of most fans, Dicko has been excluded from the 23-man squad. Obviously, we're all quite happy that Dicko's not going. Firstly, a word on Dicko. It's a bit harsh on him. because he's it's great. Quite... Yeah, the thing is, that, the, the thing is though, this, this is a guy that's achieved big things with Wolves last year. He, he was literally the missing piece of the jigsaw. He was our League One Frankowski, wasn't he? Because of the, well, but, but he delivered the goods. He scored mm. goals. He added the pace. And he's had an unfortunate injury, he was rushed back for a qualifying game, and because of that he's not had a chance to produce his form. And because I think Wolves pushed him a little bit too hard and he went away, that's cost him his place because they couldn't really, think of that tournament, you couldn't really put a player in who's only got two games under his belt that isn't quite fully match fit. So it's For me, I don't see why you've rumour going. They're not from they're not they're both born in Paris. Yeah, but they've chosen yeah, Marley as their representative. Yeah, only because they can't get into the French team. I don't for for me. Yeah, but that's is that's... Is, is, is players that play play football in England. So Raheem Sterling should play for England, then, should he? Nah, I no, 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 he's born in Jamaica. Sterling was born in Jamaica. He's one for me. <laughs> hang on, what what, what okay. I was tra- what I was trying to get out was Marley are never going to win the African Cup of Nations. Why not? They're not that good. Greece won Euro 2004. Yeah, everyone flukes one, but, but no, no, it's a fluke. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And this is They're why not... we all love football so much because you know what. Anything can happen. It's not. It's not going to happen. Okay. So if they do win it, okay, <laughs> yeah. um, will you buy? Will you give us all five hundred pound each? I'm not that rich. But you said they're not going to win it. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all potential loss. It is still a potential loss, and they should all be manageable. If more, <laughs> there's, someone, there's someone that's gambled a lot. Trust me, they have to be manageable. As if, much as I want Saka back. I so want them to win it now. I don't want to come back on the If Morley win, would you run round um, Molyneux? Won, yeah. Would you <laughs> run round Molyneux at half time in a Morley style mankini? No. But they won't I'm win. Trying to be a team. You've got nothing to lose. I'm trying to be a team. Just trying to think how to up the stakes to guarantee see if you'd, you'd actually agree to something. If you're so convinced that Morley aren't okay, what odds? What odds are Morley to win it? What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 get get that that Twenty-five to one. Only twenty-five to one. Well, there's only X amount of teams in the tournament. But I mean, there's got to be some smaller nations that have actually won the African Cup nations. I know Egypt have won it a lot of times, mm. but they haven't qualified this year. Who won the last one? Who did Ivory Coast beat? Zambia, wasn't it? Did Zambia? Yes, I think they did. I yeah. think they actually did. Ivory Coast. Now, I'm sure. Me personally, I would put Mali ahead of Zambia in the the footballing mm. world. Um, I've got to be honest, guys, I, I didn't do my African nations research for this Let's talk about um, Dicker than Stain. Apparently, they've named a solid squad, so I might take it back. They're not going to get any further than the quarterfinals. <laughs> it's a huge boost, though, for Wolves, isn't it, really? We know we, our gameplay has changed dramatically since he's come back. 14. Ryan, you're concentrating on what I'm saying. I am, actually. These two are. Whatever you're doing these, whatever the cool kids do. Going Angry Birds, yeah. all these apps these kids yeah. play these days. No, but the, so two phases. What, what, what happened to Snake? Eh? Bring back Dick, Snake. Dicko, um, for me. It's Dicko and Snake are not the two words you want after Well, that's maybe for another podcast. But the thing is, he, he's so key to Wolves' style of play. Since he's come back, I mean, the spell at the start of the season when Wolves beat. Beat Norwich, the, the fantastic performance at Fulham. He was instrumental, and he, his pace it stretches teams, allows the midfield to play, and the wingers can get more time on the ball. He's so important to Wolves, and hopefully now the club would have seen how important he is, and we do invest in him. But I, I think 
I've got, I've got to be honest, I think he's as important as Sacco now mm. because that it's when, when you're under pressure and you can drill a ball down the channel, you've got someone that can cause trouble mm. that get the ball off you. Whereas Clark, Graham, we know all about Sagbo. You know, it, it might have been you that said it, but I think that Dicko would be more of a miss than Sacco. I think Sacco is more, inverted commas, replaceable. I think we could do, if you were to say you've got to have six months without one or the other, for me, I'd say, okay, we'll let Sacco go. I think you would when you look at our squad, because we have got the replacements in that squad. Yeah, you, you, are, you have got another winger, Whereas, but you don't have a, you don't have another Dicko. Exactly, so for me, Dicko is the more important. You, when, we, when we've tried to play that 4-2-3-1 four, four, with a slow centre-forward, Wolves were just lost. The ball kept coming back. There was no outlet whatsoever. So Saka's almost like the Hollywood player. He's like the, the star player that you could do without in this league. But but I, I, I also, to be fair, I also, he hasn't scored for ten games now. But he, he's one of those players that I still some, think some fans haven't accepted that you have to accept his mistakes and the mm. silly things he does because the brilliant the brilliance the brilliant through balls the crosses mm. the goal from nowhere he's a match winner mm. and. It, you can you can stop most wingers, but when Saka doesn't even know what he's going to do, how's everyone else going to know? And it's, it's yeah. yeah, you can forgive. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying I'd want I'd want to sell him. <clears throat> if anything, my my view of Saka has improved over the last twelve months. I was getting frankly quite irritated with my points last year, but now if you, I think it's a given that we've struggled with Saka in the side, despite him being able to play and do those things. If anything, I think he looks a considerably better player when he's got Dicko to play off. My only concern now, which I think Ryan and I talked about Twitter a couple of days ago, is I don't want it now to be an excuse for Wolves not to buy Absolutely a striker. Absolutely not. No. Because no. Dicko's still there. And we need so, I mean, it's, it's proven. It's proven. It's that massively proven. That, that spelling between the experiment with Graham, who I think is a very good footballer but doesn't fit our style. I think most people know my thoughts on Leon Clark. Um, we know their mistake with Sagbo, but all players with no pace. I mean, at the start of the season, um, Cameron Jerome. You know what? He might not be the most talented footballer, but he would have been a perfect signing because he's got raw pace, he's strong, and he does add a couple of goals. That kind of player we need to add, mm. not just to compete with Dicko, but to rotate so we can have an explosive hour, and then you can bring the other guy on because if Sacco's injured again, sorry, if um, Dicko's injured again, we're back to square one now. It, what I did like is that he left Lapara up front when he made the subs on Sunday, which I thought was a smart move. So maybe he's, he's seen that mm. that position must have pace. I would personally, I've said this as, um, I'm sorry, completely, completely lost my Getting point. lost in, in, in my Christmas gardery. I No, I was lost in the fact that you've got Spice World on DVD. Oh, this is a Spice World. Lovely lady. Dicko isn't necessarily the prime goal scorer. I think he creates the ability for other people to score. Although he scored two, two in the last two. Starts, he, scored, he scored two in the last it's, two. It's still only 80%. Fantastic, but before then he'd had how many? He'd had two or three months, and he'd scored four. Was it? So I don't think he's necessarily all about the goals. I think no, if he can keep adding goals, but in that, in, in, become more regular. He's definitely going to be. He's yeah, become an even better striker. I agree. In that position, though, when you're working the channels, you're then allowing the number ten and I'm the saying. two wingers to bring into the game, and that's why it's so key because he stretches the team and allows Price and McDonald to then feed. And I think he also gives Sacco more space. Because he's giving, yeah. because he's pulling his defender off him, or he's moving defenders out. I do think if Wolves could somehow figure out how to play four four two, if you got in a regular number nine like like Danny Graham, somehow you could work Dicker and you know a Graham together. I think the goals could flood in. I, I, if you, could I think if Dicko was more, I don't know actually. I don't, I, I don't think either of those are a number nine. Maybe that's no. I don't think Dicko's number nine, but the Dicko would be the guy who chases after the ball. 
and then the number two number I'll, stays uh, in the box. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to. Be, I would like to see if it could happen before. I mean, Graham's lines up now, isn't it? It was like uh, so uh, January the first, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, whether it, it depends whether Sunderland have like, made him available for the cup. So it's all gone very quiet from Wolves. So I wouldn't really expect that to go. No, I don't, I don't think he's going to stay. But I mean, I, I would have liked to at some point to have seen Dicko play off Graham. Graham. Yeah. But tar- but target man as much as anything. It, it, it is then, but we we lose that style that we adopted the early part of last season that allows us to play attractive football, fullback support. It's the modern style that most teams are playing and that we look so good. So I, I like the 4-2-3-1. I, I, I wouldn't want to go to 4 4 2. Just, not just for the sake of accommodating a player that's only done okay for us in Graham. I, I do like seeing two strikers on the pitch now. Mm. I just think it gives you that. But. If Wolves had a number ten, also, my feelings on Dave Edwards, a number ten that was a ten goal a season in this league, then you then, don't, then, then, you, then you wouldn't need no, two strikers. But, but we haven't got that at the moment. Have we? we haven't got that number ten that will no. get you ten goals. I think if you're playing one up front, and then the three behind mm. the one up front are contributing goals as well, then yeah, four two three one. Why not? But when you look, Sacco, like Riggs said, he hasn't scored in ten. Still got, still got. Six I, or seven I, I, I would say, but, then, I would but then if he's not scored in ten, that's you know, say what if Nicko didn't score in four, yeah. and Van der Parra's not scoring, and Edwards hasn't scored in seven or eight. But you've got to bear in mind as well that the Dicko being out isn't only going to affect Dicko. It's also Sacco then isn't getting further up the pitch because Wolves aren't stretching him with pace. So he's he's not just that's what he's not just key mm. for him scoring goals. He's had that spell when he's not in the team, so I'll, if I'll, he's then lumping the ball to someone, it's not staying up there. He's not getting the goal-scoring position. Mm. Like at, at Brentford was a prime example away when he was so poor, so poor. Rhodes just said everything I wanted to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so all in all, it's a fantastic benefit for us because we've got a key player who has kind of proven that in that Barry run, he was the reason why we were. If, if anything, we, I think that the, him coming back should reinforce the fact that we do need to sign another yeah, striker. Absolutely, more so than. Prevent it, and you'd hope that that could be seen. It's and frustrating. I get the feeling. I got the feeling there will be moves made. I just think the only problem that we've got is in January trying to convince somebody to come on loan who is going to be second choice. I think trying to buy. I think January is such a tough. That's what I mean. What what quality? I think January is a tough month for us anyway because teams know we need to buy someone. Teams also know that we've got the money, but Wolves are very stringent in the last... Which is but good. I don't, I don't think, think we'll buy... I think it'll be a low move, if anything. I don't what, think we'll buy What we'll say, though, is we've known how good Dicko is since last mm. January. That's a year now. We've seen him out when he's been injured before and what a miss he is, and mainly this season. The club have had a year to escape the, the world. Now, in Europe, I believe... I think the Championship, don't quote me on this, I think is the... It's still the sixth or seventh highest in attendances, mm. and that's competing against all the leagues in there. It's a big pull. So in the whole world of football, th- there must be someone else who's fast and athletic that Wolves could. I'm not get sure if time. you were there when we went to the Q and A session. Jacket did say that they were skating two years in advance. They're constantly working. They're skating yeah. for players that they want to sign. That was at the Jody Craddock Q and A with Sam Ricketts, wasn't it as well? So. But then again, they skated Sagbo, they skated... The point is, we, we know now, 
that, that Dicko is vulnerable, as as a lot of pacey players are. Hamstrings, it, it's mm. da- for, for the pacey players, it's a natural injury yeah, to have. Yeah. So Wolves now need to realise. How <laughs> I'm just trying to think where my hamstring went last year. Well, it's not from pace, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 how how paramount? Yeah. Yeah. Someone with paces, the club must see. And I think, as I mentioned earlier on. Playing the parrot up front when you're giving Dicko a rest is is it's like Jacket acknowledging now how key the number nine is to have pace, mm-hmm. and I mean you, you don't know whether whether Leparra and, and Henry are fighting for that now or you'll see Leparra now as the alternative of number nine. I don't know, but I I, I think we cannot take that risk anymore because if Dicko's out of the team and then if Sacco's gone as well, all of a sudden then we're a bit thin on the ground, aren't yeah, we? So. I was thinking. Um, even last night or not before, do you think Van der Parra could be sort of um, moulded into a striker? How old is he? 24, 23. I'm not trying to compare the two because no one will ever touch this man, I'm going to mention now. But when Thierry Omri first came to Arsenal, he was a winger. He was a winger. It's not a comparison, it's an example of yeah. when someone turned from winger. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, and I, I think technically. Um, Lepara is 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 as a footballer, he's very, he's up there in the squad. I he's think so, he's got. I think so he's got stuff. Yeah, definitely. If you ever watch his foot, con, he, like he makes a move, then he makes a move. He he was doing my head in the other day because whilst I appreciate he's a good footballer, it's like he almost wants to show you how good he is every time he does something. But, Some, but sometimes you don't, you don't mind that though. You want a bit of flair. I team. do, but I want it when it's appropriate. I don't want it every time he touches the ball. I love it's like appropriate flair. A little bit. Go on. Sorry. That's a new football manager. A new block. Appropriate flair. Twenty. <laughs> flair. <laughs> flair. Appropriateness. It's just one of the. But, sorry, sorry. Van Rajiv, I want you to use your flair. I want you to use it appropriately. Now, don't we mugging them off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. I know well, what, what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying saying is, you don't want the, him to do flair for the sake of flair. Sake. No. If there's a chance, you just yeah. there was at one time the man, where, he, where he tried to. Dance for the ball. Well, if he just knocked it, we've got to counter it. There was a bit in Arthur, and I, I, I was completely understand what you mean. In the second half, there was a bit with Sacco where he was on the the goal line, and he was he was dancing around the ball so much that he, he almost got got himself lost in his legs, and he gave the ball away. And it's doing too much. Yeah. I think is what you sometimes, say. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, we've got to yeah, yeah, with that kind of player, that you have to accept that sometimes that happens because when when you have the talented players like that, their natural thing to do is to do something like that. Whereas the Maybe it's maturity that they grow. They grow to yes. learn when to do yeah. it, and that's something that we've got to hope that he does. Because at the minute, it's not once every so often; it's every time he gets a ball. And that's where we'll leave African Cup of Nations updates for this week. <laughs> on, on Van you, you, yeah. <laughs> you, are um, you glad that you didn't write anything? <laughs> um, the other bit is Wolves have been linked to work with a loan move for Elliot Bennett. Elliot Bennett. Oh, Elliot Bennett. Um, Norwich yes. isn't he? No, he's at Norwich and he's not even making the team. He came from. Who's it? No, no, he's, no, he's, 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 he's a Brighton. Yeah, I was going to say I heard that. Yes, I heard that last night. But he's, it, that's come from Peter Rourke on Twitter, who's quite a sound yeah. source. He, on he, he's, he's, a, he's a good source. Now, now I, I know he was highly thought of at Wolves, but then it was at the wrong time. I think when Wolves were just going to the Premier League, I'm not sure if he made a cameo at. Barnsley on the last game. I'm not sure if that was him or someone else. No, that's Carl Reid. Oh, was it Hemmings? But so he. He was a talented player, didn't really get much of a chance. But from from what I, from looking at the research and speaking to fans, he ain't doing anything for Norwich. Now, why would we want someone just for the sake of it? I'm only interested who, in people who that are, are going to improve. Who are Norwich's wingers though? You've got Redmond. He's Pilkington still. No, he's a uh, Huddersfield now, isn't he? 
I mean, it, what I want to know is who's keeping him out. I think, I think the, the, said the key thing is Wolves and Norwich are on the same points in the league. And we're talking about a player that can't get in their squad that's been loaned out to a team in the bottom three. Now, sometimes that works out. Yeah. Would he be able to Bennett for Sacco? It's, it, it's, you know what I mean? it's, it's another midfielder. It's not well. tickling my fancy. Why do we need another midfielder? In, in that position, I, I think we've got more than enough. We've got, yeah, okay, Sacco's going to miss maybe up to, what, five weeks will he miss maximum? Mm. When they win it, of course, Rick. Yeah. Um, so, but then you've still got Jacobs, albeit he has had a poor season. Mm. We can still play there. Might pick his form up if he does get another chance. But Henry, Banda Parra, Eusebio's back from Cheltenham, I believe. With Jacobs, though, in his defence, Jacobs isn't a winger. Jacobs he's isn't a winger. I thought when he played on the left last season... He, he did all, he he did all right, but when, all he, right. when he was in the... Um, when he was in the number 10, yeah. and Wolves were in their, their, their peak of the season, the 3 0 at Brentford, he was unplayable. And I don't understand, I know this is probably another subject, but I, thought, slightly, I don't yeah. understand how he's been given no, no chance whatsoever. Go away, Terry. I, I, Go away. I, called, I called this last year. I said he's, too light, he's lightweight in the League One, and in a more physical, faster league, which, because it's a better <laughs> league, the Championship, he'll struggle. But how, um, do we, how do we know, Reg? He has played. As a number ten, he's only played. Yes, he, he has been. On he came as he came on as a sub at Ipswich as a number ten. So he's only played at ten, not ten minutes, two or three games. That, that's it. He hasn't that. started one game at the ten. Now, probably going to go on to another subject, but in terms of Jack Price, all right, a small player that's proven. It, it's not always about how strong and big you are. The no. guy can play football. Yeah, but the thing is, Jack Price puts himself about. That's the difference. Well, Jacobs, there's, there's, Jacobs is there to beat a man, Crow, and have a goal. But he still backs out the tackles. Cut, we I, don't know I, that, do we? Though, Mark Davis is a big player, and he's had a relatively decent. Mark Davis. Davis. I, what I'd do for him to be a number ten at Wolves, he will be. He's such a good footballer. Wouldn't touch him. And the listening figures drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not questioning whether I like the person, whether I think he's a good footballer. The man is talented. What he can do mm. with his feet. Put, forget what your personal feelings aside, Rig. He's a very good footballer. And when he came back to Wolves at Bolton, all right. Dropped inside and bent one in the corner. We don't have anyone in number 10 that can do that, and that's what number 10 is mm. supposed to do. Mm. Wolves recorded uh, a Boxing Day win away to Watford 1 0, with Dicko getting the goal. But it was one of the best performances Wolves have had in recent weeks. It was on the telly, and we actually won. And it was on Boxing Day. Day. Yeah. Um, and it was a great performance as well. Um, let's, uh, the game generally, what did we all think? The, fir- the first half was a great performance, the second half was average. I think the, f- the, f- the first half, um, Wolves could have been out of sight by half time. I think mm. there's enough chances. And when you, I think the um, Sky put on a little clip um, with a two minute performance, and literally the first minute and a half was Wolves peppering mm. the goal in the first half. Now, I think the second half was just as good because the game management, you can't keep attacking because you've got a goal lead. So I think naturally you have to sit back as the game goes Especially on. Especially away from home as well. Away from home. And you, and let's face it, Watford. Lots of Troy Deeney, Guardiola, come on, they've got some good players. So we can't keep. He scored an absolute bullet. Go, go don't see that? Them. Don't mm. miss Adeline, don't, don't start me. He scored an absolute beaut. Well, Wolves really, like I said, Rod, could have had three or four by half time, yeah. but you have to give credit to credit, credit to the Gomez. Yeah. Gomez was let's say, from um, Courtney House. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is the problem, we've got, to stop take, we've got to stop doubting our position keepers just before we play them because it's a little bit bitter in the backside twice. But, but look, annoyingly, as the first half was going on and they kept saving these shots, you just kept thinking at first, this is going to be one of those games, yeah. isn't it? Where, we're just gonna, where they're going to have what, one strong goal. <laughs> but e- go equally, in. though, the Wolves didn't let it get to them. They continued no. that style of play. They kept pressing. And eventually, you can't keep peppering someone like that and not score eventually. So, 
really, really chuffed with that performance. I think it was. It reminded me a lot of Hennessy when we were in the Premier League. Did I don't know if did any of you guys go to Fulham earlier in the season away? It was almost an identical performance as that. Mm. There was they were dictating the play. They were strong on the ball, the positive going forward pace. It was very, very professional. I mean, it wasn't as. I know we're going to go on to the next game, but it wasn't as gritty as mm. our last game at the end. But in terms of a footballing performance, it looked like the walls of last season and early this season again. Do you, do you know what I liked as well, as well as going forward, the bodies that was being put on the line mm. four, five, six weeks ago, Derby away, you know, perfect example. The defending was absolutely shambolic. It's like, it's like the defenders didn't even want to know, scared to close people down, but now that they're literally putting their bodies on the line, shots are coming in, diving in, if it hits mm. you in the face, who cares, let's just stop that ball going by our goal. And I think Stearman especially... I think it, it is. Ca- been I think absolutely it was a, it's super. Been, it's been a captain's performance from Steve in about the last yeah. two, the last two games. Mm. Really put and himself out. There, I think really. that's a massive difference from um, how we played against Brentford and Watford to when we played Forest at home, Derby mm. away, um, even Ipswich away. Those those defensive performances have improved tenfold. Was he bang slandering in centre defence for all of those games? He was definitely in centre yeah, defence for the for, for the Derby Forest. For Derby. Forest went off at half time or just before half time, didn't they? But Wolves, especially in the first half, pressed, pressed yeah. high. I mean, they made for most games Watford look a shadow of the team. And, I think and, they and are. Watford, who I've seen on telly a few times this year, are a very good footballing mm. team. I mm. mean, sometimes they, I don't, I can't remember if they play three at the back with the wing backs. I think mm. they, I think they did that against Wolves, but. I mean, they they really hold the ball well and break with pace, but McDonald and Price let them have absolutely nothing mm. and held their own. So, and it was it it was nice to see that. I mean, like in the last two games, we've mm. we've beat two of the two of the better teams in this division. So I've, it's it's impressive. I've said this as well. Bournemouth at home before the sending off, yeah. we were comfortably the better team. Yeah, it was. And if you listen to through work, I'll get to listen to a lot of radio, Five Live, Talk Sport, Sky Sports, News, whoever. All going on about how great Brentford have been this season, how great the football is. I thought Brentford, were, sorry, not Brentford, Bournemouth. I thought Bournemouth were average. We made them look awful well, when, I, we, I, I when we played them. We, we, we were we, cursed by that sending off. We saw how good Bournemouth were when they did a professional job. When they had the numerical advantage, they passed us to death mm. and they deserved the win in the end. It was an injustice because it shouldn't have been a red card, but I think you saw then there's a team that are very good in the ball because technically they tore us apart and oh. they deserved to win it in the end. And I, 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 did, th- I did think they were but. As you say, when it was 11 v 11, I thought Wolves' game management was good. We restricted them to very, very little, but in the end, their, their numerical advantage, could, and then if you're a footballing team, we were hurt by their goodness. I and at the end of the game as well, Watford had a couple of chances which hit the crossbar, and Wolves were very lucky in some ways to get the win, but I think that's what we just needed yeah. over the last weeks. We just needed did, did, that. Did you notice the. Ball. the um... There was a melee about three yards out and Danny Back did the little back pass to Ikemi as well. <laughs> yeah. And that was really clever, that was. Cause... Talk about um, Dominic Iorfa a bit more in the Brentford game. But um, him and House, again, were fantastic no. against Watford. Oh, I no, Iorfa's class. House is very limited and very one-footed. So what about his through ball to uh, set the winning goal against Brentford? What about that? You know, one, he chipped it over like, one four, 40 yards and then uh, Dicko put it in. One swallows it make a summer. Okay. Would have been two as well as if Gomez wanted to okay. tackle out the top. Just, just do what a goal that would have been! Just, <laughs> no, it was a great, it was a great <laughs> shot. Right, right, so, okay. Sunday, Sorry. he was absolutely awful. Right, Ryan goes. Right, so you know you're saying about he was awful then, but you know at Sheffield Wednesday, do you know who chipped another forty yard ball down the line? Just, oh, yeah, that was that was horse as well. Was so, so he, he's had two it's big parts. No, it is, no, it is horse. It's horse. You know, like horse tonight. I'll be. You can. 
Okay. He pulls a thing. He pulls one or two. He he pulls out a ball, a, a through ball that wins. Okay. But for me, twice. But let's let, let, let's let's look at Gary pull pull out those through balls. Okay. That's a great, okay. okay. If he's doing that, it's a great through okay. ball. Okay. Let's I thought it was let, someone else let, that set that goal. Let's look at this though. Okay. Which goal are you on? He's he's nineteen twenty. Okay. He's a centre half. He's a centre half. Exactly. He should be captain in the 19s as well. And captains. And should be playing centre half. Did you watch the game on Saturday? On Sunday? Yes. Did you not think he was any good? No, I thought he was awful. I don't actually remember what he did wrong. I can't remember what he did. I, I think thought. that Horse has got better with the game time. Yeah, absolutely. And he will get better. Absolutely. He's had his moments where he has... Oh, you've I, th- I think he would be a great centre-half. I just do not think he's... I do not... I okay, think he's an, my author. Here's another stat, Reek. Hang okay. on, hang on, hang on. Let me, go, 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 let Reek finish. I think, having seen this system... They're playing the four centre-halves. I offer his flourishing as a right-back. Absolutely. So I offer has been absolutely quality and has looked fantastic since he's been there. For me, what his gloves are awful. Yeah, I would agree with they that. They are some of the worst gloves I've ever like seen. They're they nearly as bad as Leon's. Two, he just look, He just doesn't look right. He make, he, he tucks in a lot. And I think that leaves his man his man open. And I think the thing is, because he hasn't played as a left back, whereas Oilfa has, he for me, I'm pretty sure he thinks he's fulfilling the position he should be because he's a little bit further out than a centre half would be. But he looks te- whilst he's pulling off good balls and he pulled for fantastic shot. I don't I don't doubt that he has got the ability to launch a splitting pass or to launch a long distance shot, which is why I think he'd be a great ball playing central defender. But for me, he's not a left back. He's never going to be a left I'm back. Just, he's, tra- he's not going to grow into that position. Going back to what awful. I'm just trying to think how many times Parade's got past Horse. And he's a very tricky winger. He didn't. And, and I can't remember him doing so once. Wolves are unbeaten with Horse in the team. I am, and, mate, and I am mainly talking about Sunday. And being very one footed. <laughs> You know, David Beckham was quite one footed and he did all right, didn't he? I'm not saying, I'm not saying, yeah, but David Beckham <laughs> played on the right hand side. He was right footed. Do you know that? Ryan Giggs was very one footed. Yeah, but he well, played on he? the left hand side. Of course, he played on the left hand side and he's left footed. He looks, he looks very right footed. Well, he he had got a bad weak foot then if that happened against I don't remember in the games he's played anyone skinning him. I remember him. That's quick. So. So no one's skinning him. You've admitted that he's had a part in two goals, and Wolves are unbeaten. Mm. But you know what? He can keep playing that. Yeah, battle keep and something I've noticed about Horse and Iolfa is that they're on, they're very comfortable on the ball. They can skin it past people quite yeah. I'm not meaning easily. to say like I'm slaying the kid. I'm just saying I don't think that's his position. No, we know, I don't we, think he's played well we know there, personally. I think, uh, as David said, since his first game, he has come on leaps and bounds, mm. and now. I mean the first the first games they were looking to maybe get rid of it a bit quicker, but now they, they bring the ball down and they want to play football. I mean, I, I think, as I agree, he's going to be a left-sided centre back. But at the moment, he's unbeaten in a wolf shirt. He's he's he's, a, he's a helping with the goals, and you know what? I haven't seen anybody go mm-hmm. past him. So let's talk about another player who had a good game against Watford, less so against Brentford. Van der Parra. Don't who, touch me. Who <laughs> got the uh, the the assist for Dickie's goal? I thought. In general, Van Power was great. It was the player that we we expect to see, Luke Thompson. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. Yeah. I thought, you know, everybody against Watford had a good game. Um, you know, it was a nice, powerful, direct run, which is what you like to see. He didn't decide to bring any flair out for the sake of flair's sake. He just got his head down into the box like Regan touched on earlier which, and, and came up with the Which goods. was appropriate. You know, if he would have done a step over or a little... 
around the world or something. What, I lost the ball. What put it or something? Yeah, he beat him with his pace. No, but he beat him with his pace there. Because yeah. he, 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 slow, he slowed it right down and then he burst past him. Yeah, he's oh, very, yeah. very quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, the opening game of the season, we're going back against Norwich. I can't remember the right back. Was it not Raphael? Was it Raphael? Yeah, Fabio. Yeah, Fabio, sorry, yeah. I mean, him. He's not slow. Okay? It was Cardiff, and wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. Yeah, so roasted him. Mm. And I, th- I think Lepar is a conf- very much a confidence player. He's had a great game at Watford. It wasn't so great against mm. Brentford, but he's made the goal. He- he's made the match winning pass. And-, and I think as the season goes on, I think we'll see more from him next season. I don't, think he's, pr- I don't think he sprints very often. I think it's all well and good in being quick, but I don't think you ever see him in full sprint very often. I'm not sure if that's just. Maybe the way he plays, yeah, and he I, likes to have the ball to feet rather than to run onto it. I know we're still talking about him at Watford mm-hmm. but just going to Brentford briefly he started off that game let me just say he started off that game and he roasted that fullback two or three times at the start and all scored and he sat back so I think and you said this about Horse as well about tucking in a lot of the players I think are under instruction to do certain things when the fans are wanting to see more flair and going forward you've got to bear in mind Jackie will be telling them you've got tucking in here or you'll be doing this so it's not always I'm not going to blame the player because He's very, very methodical going into the game. So these players will be in destruction, not just to go out there and entertain us. Did anyone see uh, Sacco's Rabona? Yeah, yeah. Followed by David's shanked arm. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if David Evans had managed to overrank him? But it just summed up two completely different footballing parallels with it. Like Sacco and his brilliance. Then David was tries to mimic that brilliance. The shanks the overhead kick. It was brilliant. Absolutely beautiful. It was pop- until you just said that. I didn't actually believe that had happened. I thought I was had too much Christmas pudding. <laughs> I couldn't be- honestly. I couldn't believe what he was doing. Oh God! No, I, I'm not. I think you know, like when you imagine like someone just walking off the pitch and just retiring, like yeah. Dave Edwards shirt off. That's it. I'm done, boys. Never see him again. But Sacco did annoy me against Watford because I thought he gave the ball away very cheaply, five, six, or seven times. I, I think that. he did. Yeah, he was so many loose passes. Talking about players retiring, I think if Courtney Horse had scored that goal, I, think, I, I as him would have walked <laughs> off the pitch and gone, that's it, I'm done, yeah. career over. That was a great strike, and it's, it's nice. We'll be that a, left foot as well. Can you imagine that, an, an out of position left back who's been rubbish, hitting one from 40 yards, terrible. Regan's really liking the fact he's turned up this week's podcast. <laughs> we love you really, Regan, don't worry. We do. Alright, don't cry, really. I honestly just don't think against Brentford he played that well. No, no, I t- totally do. Shoots may be a bit strong. I, I, I don't I think, think, think he, played, I don't I, I, think I he think, played well at all. I, I mean, I, you, look, you look at games, his distribution, didn't give the ball away, didn't get skinned and set up the goal. I, I can't really ask for more than an out of position left back playing that. And um, I just, what, what I really like about the two fullbacks as well is they're so quick. When some, they've got, I think it's, if you're a fullback and you've got pace, and you can you can make up for a mistake then mm. because if you've got them yards in your pocket, mm. and I, th- I think it was really good. So. It's, it's like there was a couple of times Annie was running alongside you off, and you just thought, here we go. But how, how well did I offer do? That's, the, that's what I'm trying to say. Game. Maybe it's, I've got unnecessarily high standards of what I'm expecting from these two fullbacks because I think Iolf has been class. I would have no problem seeing Iolf play right back for Wolves for the next ten years based on the performances that I've seen. Since he's moved, since he's started playing there, and bearing in mind he's a centre back as well, yeah. so. But he's play- this is the difference. He's had experience playing under 21s for Wolves as a right back. Mm-hmm. If we want someone to do that, if that's what we want a house to do, stick him in under 21s regularly, have him playing left back there. I suppose this is the next bet, what is the highest, the better thing because mm-hmm. he's getting that experience in the championship. 
but it's a higher step and it's going to show him up more. After the last three games as well, I'm sure they want to do Wolves well because they're all in it together. But Scott Goldborn and Matt Doherty must be thinking, oh, it's going to be a bit tougher for me to get in now because yeah. unbeaten and they, they don't look beatable. Mm. No one's going past them. So, But what it's a, I love my favourite phrase, positive problems to have. Wolves made it back-to-back wins on... Uh, this is the weird thing about Christmas. Mm. Days blur into each other. Sunday. Yeah. It was Sunday, wasn't it? Uh, with a 2-1 home win. Even if we would have got used to this by now, it's only been happening for the last ever for many years of our life that we get completely confused by days. Yeah, but... Oh, well. Well, no, I can't get very into it. It's why certain teams are playing on certain days. Like, some teams played last night. There's one championship team playing tonight, and some are playing on New Year's Day. We've not got a game. Kind of the Prem on New Year's Day, isn't it? Mm. There's, there's, but there's definitely some championship there's, matches here we're going today. There's three tonight. There's... You've got Derby Leeds, Ipswich, Charlton, and Sheffield Wednesday. What, what, where are they from? Are they replaying matches that they've missed or something? No, it's just how the fixtures fall, really. Take it with the FA. It does not. It does not. So yeah, uh, Brentford. Yes, Dicko <laughs> got the uh, the opening goal. Uh, Kevin McDonald slash an own goal made it two. Thanks for the noises there. Uh, Brentford struck late, but Wolves held on for the two. Well, I mean, there's a brilliant defensive performance. Um, let's talk about the first goal, Dicko, because a lot of people were saying it was offside. Okay. Right? People who listen to this podcast might like to debate <laughs> it in their heads. Was it offside? I don't know. I don't think I can live myself anymore. One of those things. Ryan, you were saying before that you did think it was offside. Yeah, I spoke, I spoke to someone um, during during actually the game and they'd seen it back um, and they'd said it, it was definitely offside. But but you the know Brentford, the Brentford fans were going for it. I know which I know. But you I know, know, but I know you it's not in football, indicated. But it levels itself really out. Really the the Van der Powers wasn't a red. And you know what? And that's our little bit of look back because that's yeah. what happens in football. You can't moan about it. I've got to get on with it. So, but it was a great ball from the left back. It was a centre back it, to, it, to put him through. So, who was that? Okay, we get we've got it now. <laughs> f- off. Uh, it was a great goal from Dico. Thunderous, uh, absolutely. Shot. Yeah, fantastic. outside the boot as well, wasn't it? Yeah, outside of the right. Finish for not good finish for a non-natural goal scorer. Great, yeah, great, great finish. Um, but I think Wolf started that game so so mm. well. Um, I think Lepara started the game well. I think, uh, but what I liked about it, in comparison to the more beautiful side of the game at Watford, when we we did knock the ball around well, we showed as well that Wolves have got a bit of steel about mm. them. I mean, there's a great picture of um, Bath and Stearman, and there's two Brentford players who are sorry, yeah, squashed in between that crunching tackle. I mean, just real commitment and desire to mm. hunger to want the game. But it was um, as much as I thought the Watford game was beautiful, this was a more game to be proud of because mm. you thought, you know what, the boys really wanted that. It was the defensive performance be what we've been waiting for for a while as it's yeah. been so poor recently and especially Stephen Regan, I know you're going to mention he was sensational. I thought he was classic. I absolutely proper thrown really like Richard Stearman at the minute. I think he was a proper leader and an exa- set an example of what we'd expect at, mm. um, <coughs> excuse me, at Watford. And I think He's just been a man-mountain, really. Do you know what I think's helped as well? Because in that back line now, there's two teenagers at full-back. Danny Bath's 24, OK? Mm. He, although he's not the captain, he's the senior man in that defence mm. now. He's the oldest one. And it's almost helped him step up, I think. And I, I think, technically, Stearman is capable of a lot of good things, but it's the silly areas that frustrate you. And maybe now he's a senior figure. He's helping him, because he's set an example. I think that's that's helped his game. That's a great game went to and I thought Brentford came back into a lot more. They, they do pass the ball back yeah, very, very well, very Brentford. Well. Very, very I, don't, well. I, didn't think, I thought they lacked a cutting edge. Really, they got a, they got a fluke goal. But that's yeah. credit to us for stopping, because it's mm. not it's an art to stop. And if you've got Price and McDonald that are working so hard, then we've got like Land of the Giants centre-halves, average height, six foot three. 
You know what I mean? We Wolves defended so well and restricted them to what we want them to do. We want teams to put the ball into our box because you're not going to win many headers in there. So we put them out of their comfort zone. And credit to Wolves, if you're sitting back with, with that time to go and they're pumping balls in, you fall into our game plan because you're not going to beat us in the air. I've no idea really why we didn't use Jack Price properly so far this season. I mean, for me, he's the best defensive-minded midfielder we've got. And I think that he frees up some of the dirty work from uh, McDonald, which McDonald has to pick up if you play someone like Evans or Savile. I don't, I don't think Price is as technically as good as Evans, because I think Evans strikes a lovely ball with both feet. But what I think Price is a, a more intelligent footballer. He does the basic things, 10-yard, five-yard five, five yard pass. He, when he gets the ball, you expect him to do the simple thing, and that's what he does, and Wolves tick. It's not the most spectacular. I think he drives well as well. In terms of with his when he's running, I think he can create space because all of a sudden he'll turn and he's gone. It's, I think for, it's, me, it's, for me, Evans is more of a replacement for McDonald yeah. than he's. I, I agree than, with that. Than or, or, to play or, with him. Or, or, or even a replacement for Edwards in the number ten, a bit further up the field. I don't think he's got. The I don't think he, I don't he's think he's dynamic enough. No, I don't. I, I, I not mean, that I'd ever thought. I'd, that, that I ever thought I'd call Dave dynamic. But cheers. <laughs> I think so. I, I like that compliment. <laughs> but do you not You're think David. he's got the intelligence yeah. to play there? I think as a. At the club, there's probably him and Saka that strike the ball best. They strike a lovely ball, but I don't think Evans is too busy trying to look for that pass all the time, whereas Price probably hasn't got that as much in his locket. He has got a pass there, and he, but Ev- Price does the basics so well. And he just when, when Price gets the ball, whether it's five yards that way, whether it's take the space, he just he does the right thing all the time, and Wolves benefit from that basics. I mean, that's an underrated skill. Yeah. He's just making the good decisions. Appropriateness. Yeah. It's, it's, one of, it's one of them things sometimes you, you can have a great it's great being able to ping the ball 40 yards but if there's no one to ping the ball 40 yards mm. to and I, my first criticism when Evans came on the scene was yeah he can pass the ball great but it's, it's never it's, a lot of the time it was the wrong pass mm. at the wrong time you would, you would, I would rather Jack Price hit 9 out of 10 10 or 15 yard passes mm. than Evans hit 1 in 10 Hollywoods I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to slight Evans because I think he, that's it's a I talent to strike the ball well. He has, but f- as you sa- you said, Rig, it's it when McDonald isn't playing, that's his replacement. You don't play them two together. I'd like to see McDonald. So <coughs> would McDonald be banned for the Fulham game? He is, yeah. So it'll be Evans and Price. So I'd like to I'd like to see Evans play that game. You need that player team. in there to do the dirty work, mm. so then the players who can pick the passes can do their job. So you know, Price is there winning the ball. Getting up, five yard pass to McDonald, five yard pass to Sakal, five yard pass to Henry van der Parra. This is when we played the football. You know, look when when Chelsea was dominant. How important was Claude Makélélé? Look at Matic now. Look at Matic now. Matic's having a great season. Perfect example. Look at Matic now. But that's because when we haven't got Jack Price in there, that responsibility also almost falls to McDonald, and then you've got McDonald trying to be the defensive midfielder, yeah. the passing midfielder, mm. and the technical midfielder. So I don't think George Savile's got a tackle in him. I, 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 I disagree. I, I think he, he he loves that part of the game, and, and I, I, just think I also think that I feel a little bit sorry for him because when he played, he has an also a spell when he played alongside McDonald, and it was just them two playing, and he thought. He's actually a decent footballer, but then he was messed around a bit, and he was, I think it was a derby. He was pushed forward as a number ten, and it just, he it just didn't 10. work at mm-hmm. all. And he's, I think, he's a bit unfortunate with Rowe when after a, a half decent game, they've been moved somewhere else. So I think, I think he's, he's not taking his chance. Um, but we didn't pay a million pounds for that. I don't think 
Sabal or Rowe or any any of the other players who play in that position. Nice. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that <laughs> jo- someone's got to invent that joke <laughs> yeah. before now. I don't think they've got the bite that we need. Mm. I don't, this, is, this is the thing. I but think, then for me, I would like somebody with a bit more no, bite than Jack but, Price. But saying that going though, forward, I I don't I think the bite's fine because when a part of defending is if you're if you're retaining ball, right? That's part of defending because if the opposition the opposition haven't got it. You don't need to be putting the tackles See, in. I think and you've got this intelligence well, then the, the, than crunching. But there's going to be anything between 43% and 57% of the time the opposition are going to have the ball yeah. where we are going to need it back. So, you know, he's going to be a large I th- percentage. I think you've got this we... massive misconception. I don't think Jack Price is the sort of crunching tackle that we think mm. he is. I think he's clever. I think he picks the ball up. If anything, I think the most crunching tackler we have got is Savile because I think he's the most, one, most likely to throw himself into an actual tackle. Whereas Price wins the ball out of intelligence, he'll get he does get a clever foot in because it, I mean football's changed a lot since I mean I'm 35 now. Football from when I was watching it when I was like 10 or 11, the tackles crunching now. I mean, for example, Scottish football now. I watched the um, the Rangers. Um, Hibs game and the tackles that were going in like unpunished you're thinking well, that's what it was like in England 20 years ago so now the the midfield generals so much they're sort of going out of the game because now you've got footballers who are holding midfielders because you've got the brains in there and not as well as the crunch mm-hmm. it's for me and it was highlighted by one the other day there was um, it was House or I Alpha I've tended to think it was House oh no because no, because it was on the the left hand what would have been the left hand side attacking the north bank, and he uh, it was a great tackle. It was a proper old fashioned tackle. He eat their ginger meat. Yes, yes. Oh, that, oh, that was in the first half, was it? No, second half. We were attacking, and it was an absolutely. It was a fantastic. It was tackle. a cruncher, and the guy literally got up, all right, and he struggled to get up. He proper winded him. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> tackle. That that was what we sometimes <coughs> you miss. I think that once again <coughs> has to be appropriate. Mm. But those sort of tackles, if it's a fair tackle, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that in the Premier League, I think he'd have got pinged for that. I don't. I think it was like you said. It was a good, honest. There was no malice, but you got bear in mind he's like six foot two, six foot three. That guy was five foot seven, so there was like fourteen stone v ten stone. It was just. It was landed. It was landed midgets for some of them. Some of their players are proper small. There's at least two that well, were. Pritchard's a big fan of Pritchard. I don't think he was brilliant. Well, I think on Saturday, that's but... why. That's why I think we won really because yeah. our tactics of when they decided to try and chip the ball in all the time. No, you're not going to play. I can't think he didn't play. Did he not? No. He did. I don't think he did. Is Alan Judge the right back? No, we no, like attacking midfielder. Centre midfielder, long hair. Um, Van der Parra. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Van der Parra had a good game. Said against Watford, but I thought he started to peter out a lot in the game against Brentford, and he missed that glorious header, which obviously then fell to McDonald and the own goal. Whoever it went <laughs> he's to. Likely, he's likely to be tired though. To be fair, I mean, he, once again, he hasn't exactly had a fantastic run of games. But um, Van der Parra's got no look at the minute, has he? No. With, with scoring, he's no. getting some. He had that great chance against Watford. I tell you, he had a bit of luck. Which one was that? He had a chance in the first half where it kind of killed at the outside of his boot and he just went past the left hand post mm. it beat Gomez basically mm. the one against Sheffield Wednesday as well mm, yeah and he did score but it was offside or not offside well yeah well that's sort of weighing up the um... but, Van, but that header was beautifully set up for him to mm. finally get it into his camera it wasn't a bad header though really mm. it's just one no. of those it's just a bit of bad luck you just, it's almost like Leon Clark now you didn't want him to score <laughs> at all can we never compare the Van Lepara to Leon Clark again <laughs> One I love, one, one I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I, 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 think, I don't think Thierry Henry scored 
for Arsenal in Don't his 13 stop game. it. Stop it. So now. it was a while before Henri scored, so. You know, I mean, <laughs> the are, you, are, you just, are you just hoping that in about 15 years' time, Van La Parra is going to be presenting on Sky Sports? Imagine. Mel mentioned it earlier on, but Van La Parra started that game off, and I think he, he took the full he took the full back on their left back, and he absolutely roasted him. And walls are flying from the start, and then we scored, and then it was almost like I know we, we can moan him, but it was almost like he sat off a little bit and wasn't as dynamic going forward. So it may have been under instruction because. I mean, I mean, I tweeted at half time that Van La Parra has clearly got the beating of that fullback. Let's be having you, but he didn't. I, I'm a big fan of Van La Parra, if I'm being honest. Mm, I do like him. I, I think, think if he grows up and matures into the footballer I'm hoping he can become, I think he'll be brilliant. I've just got this fear that he will, he'll be one of these footballers where you constantly see them trying to show how good they are. But, you know, sometimes you just get those footballers out, yeah. Like, look at, big fan of Yannick Balassi. And he's quite similar. Always trying to do. Yeah, but he's, a he, trick. But he's, but he's been fantastic. Oh yeah, like, but he has had a super season. There's, there's a player that had a couple of years in the championship that was wasn't that great, and and he's developed. But yeah. whereas he's matured. Le, Le Parra at the start of the season, he has definitely got it. But mm. it's the same when you're a flair player and a winger, you're not nine out of ten every game because you can't you can't do that. And no. you'll have so. I'm not necessarily saying I want to be that because I mean, if you remember the season we got promoted, I think Kevin Foley was the Mr. Seven out of ten pl- player yeah. of the season yeah. because he was Mr. Seven out of ten. He was always there. I don't necessarily want him to be fantastic. I just want him to be. I don't want to ha- hark back to it. But the thing that was that was annoying me on Sunday was that there were times where it would look like he was. One he, won't, he won't go for it. Like I know he got the header on the bar, but a contested header where there's two people with potential room together, Van La Parra won't go for it. Probably scared of getting sent off. That's why. Yeah, because he went for that header. I, su- I, I, I suppose p- potentially I, I, that hadn't come into my mind. But once again, it was the the constant stutter of the foot, like he was trying to throw someone off balance. But do you mind at a DJ when he's? His hands are stuttering and it's a r- 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 remix. <laughs> well, that's uh, b- 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 appropriate. <laughs> Let's talk about right. scratching. Let's talk about something oh, else. I'm getting onto appropriate scratching, Gene. Let's talk about someone else who had a great game. Um, and that was uh, Dominic Iortha. His class. Who is I like absolutely fa- I've, I've, I don't think I've seen a player, I've been so impressed with a player for such a long time. Yeah, such an immediate so quickly. Well, he was. He was loaned to um, Shrewsbury as a, a centre half. But Did he have Gillingham as well? Um, was, it G- was it Gillingham? Yeah. Or early on this season, wasn't he? That's Gillingham. I've got Gillingham. Horses at Gillingham. Ah, right, okay. Courtney Horses at Gillingham, and Iolfa was uh, last season at Shrewsbury, but they played him as a wing back mm. and they were really excited by how good. I mean, yeah. they got the guy as well. He's, once again, I, I don't think I've seen anyone go past mm. him yet. He's six foot two, very athletic, very fast. Mm. He's, he's, <clears> he's the build of the modern. Fullback, mm. attacking fullback. Yeah. Oh, once again, I go back to it, the Carl Walker build. When I first saw him, and it's he's, he's not at that level yet, but he's very Michael Richards esque, isn't mm. he? Athletic, strong, he's great going forward. Yeah, as well. very really good going forward. I'd like to forward. see. I'd, I'd I'd like to see both him and Horse were very strong. I'd like well, and I I want to see them supporting more because mm. that first game, he's so quick mm-hmm. and so big. You, you can't get him out of the way. He's, mm. a, he's absolutely motoring. But there was times where against Brentford, <coughs> he was going forward and then he might lose the ball, but he just tenacity to get it off of them again yeah. and right deep into the box to try and set something it's, up. It's it's a it's a brave move by by Jacket and the um, and the coaching staff. But to bring these two players in now, when the t- defence looked dodgy, it, it's looking like it was a masterstroke because mm. it's, 
so so brave, but he, he's looking comfortably <clears throat> better than Doherty. And Doherty was, I thought, when he was brought in, which I think I will have said before, is the only positive light of Dean Saunders' tenure at Wolves. He looked like the, one of the best right backs we've seen. I liked him when he left. Yeah, I liked him when he. I liked Dean Saunders. No, I liked it when he was sacked. Yeah. He has been a bit up and down this season, though, Dallas, hasn't he? Like, he's, he's not been, he hasn't really got into his stride. Or I, I think Wolves do do well when we have those wing backs attacking uh, with Sacco. Yeah, yeah, and, and James Henry is the best player. And Orphan and Hayes yeah. are there going Do, Do, Doherty and James Henry last year, just before Doherty got that really long injury, um, I thought Doherty was fantastic. Mm. Him and Henry were so. I mean, the, the game away at Colchester, them two were unplayable, mm. literally down that right hand side. Pass them to death. I think Henry's very undervalued, and I'm hoping that we'll see a good bit of Henry playing right wing when we'll see Van der going to the left while Sacco's out. Right, we need to wrap up Brentford. Firstly, the oracle <coughs> that is Luke Thompson. <coughs> Woo! Yeah, he's, Sorry, he's really produced a lot of good things recently. What did you tweet back in August? Uh, <laughs> you just said this <laughs> all. <laughs> no, it's, it's just when I took my lad training to the training ground in August. I just mentioned how good this player was, mm. who I didn't really know. So I had to go on the website to look at his photo, and it was Dominic Ayorfa. But I remember going to that training session, and he was the best player on the pitch by a mile. He looked so comfortable on the ball, so quick, strong. Talking and it's come to, is it fruition? Is that the word? I think so, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yes, it's Talking come to fruition. Talking of uh, Dominic Ayorfa, did you know his dad was also a professional footballer? Yes. Yes. Cool. Sky mentioned it several times. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> who did he play for? Um, he played for up. many teams. He did play for Galatasaray at one point. Right. I bet the, that was uh, event for four. Well, what is that? <laughs> Lesford, and played for Galatasaray as well. Yeah. As a striker on loan from QPR. He, he played in the uh, 91-92 season. Seven appearances, two goals. Now, that's a good return for a little... Then he went to Peterborough for two years. 60 appearances, nine goals. But he's played for a lot of teams. He, he ended his career in 2000 with Lobby Stars and he had four international caps in Nigeria. What's his name? Also, Dominic Iorfa. <laughs> Yeah. So is he Dominic Junior? D- DJ. DJ. DJ Orpha. <laughs> Rose Roof. Do you not think his, <laughs> his um, Twitter profile picture looks like he's just taking it in the corridor at school? Just how young he looks. He's got his tie on and his blazer. I've got to be honest. If he keeps so... playing like that, yeah, he can put every picture he wants because he's the lad's been fantastic. Challenge accepted. Yes. Um, who else missed Kevin McDonald sending off? Everyone. Yeah. Did you? Did you see? I hadn't even seen the tackle. There's a lot of people who miss Kevin McDonald's head off because I think everyone got distracted by the lights. Oh, it's one of them stupid. I mean, I got distracted by the lights, but I can't even remember why I got distracted by the lights now. Because it was a light. (laughs) (laughs) It was all right when it was one or two. It was when the entire safe bag. I mean, even the Billy Wright up got involved. Well, Jez was really pleased, wasn't he? Because he turned the floodlights off and we saved (laughs) (laughs) that. But there wasn't, as far as I remember, when he got sent off, there wasn't a massive groan from the crowd. because no one knew it happened. That's when everybody was so concentrating on these lights. Because it was a, a blatant second, wasn't it? But you know what? It's It might be a blessing in disguise because... Rests for Fulham, doesn't it? It, it gives a rest against Fulham. It, it gets to bring... You know, give, give Evans a bit of game, a bit of game time. But I really hope, obviously I hope we win, but when it comes back, if we win, I don't want him drop, dropping Jack Price because he spent half a season trying to shoehorn Evans into the team. Mm. Price, no matter what, how well Evans plays, McDonald must come in and part him after that game. Um, a couple of comments on Twitter as well, just about that game. Uh, Rufus Baker said, uh, great turn, Rain, in the last few games. Iowa and House, or oh, sorry, looks stupendous. 
just need a strike in January. Chris Walsford said uh, Damon was brilliant, and collectively the effort will, will the collective effort to win was visible. Great three points. And uh, Tom Laney says Stephen didn't put a foot wrong all game. Iowa foot and horse look solid. Um, and also he somehow missed uh, McDonald's red card as well. Uh, but all in all with Brentford, tough team. Six points off two top six teams. Can we, can we set a, a challenge for next week? Can we find another horse fan that doesn't like horse? I don't dislike horse. <laughs> Just so Reeves got someone to talk to. That's I don't all. dislike <laughs> horse. I don't think he's particularly brilliant at that right. position. I think okay. he'll be a great centre-back. Um, the magic of the FA Cup third round is back as Wolves have the Hollywood blockbuster tie. You can't call Fulham away a magic draw. Well, my favourite away ground. As, as it I'll, is a nice day out, but it's not magic. Since the sarcastic tone, Regan. Of, it was <laughs> awfully, it was awfully put, put, put over. Yeah, well, it's Fulham away in the third round of the FA Cup. I love FA Cup third round days as a kid. Yeah. Or even yeah, now, yeah, really. Yeah. No, I do. It's I just do like special in the football calendar. Wolves, obviously, uh, Fulham away at Craven Cottage. Earlier on the season, Wolves won 1-0 in a great performance. Thanks to a lovely, well-timed set-piece corner from uh, Bakary Sacco. Um, didn't there be much of a, a change around in team, gentlemen? Mm. No, I don't Luke, think there were. Luke Thompson, I'd like to start. I don't know. It's 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 one of them because mm. no, no. I, I think you might see two or three changes, but I think Jackie he does take FA Cup quite seriously. He got Millwall to a semi, didn't he? He got me. He get me to a semi if he got us to a semi. <laughs> did, did he? Did he? He got Millwall to the yeah, semi. He got Millwall yeah. to because they yeah. all kicked off, started fighting each other. Oh yeah, they didn't did, they? Yeah. You know, so obviously McDonald's going to be rested. Oh, and what you, what you got to think is... I think he'll keep the defence the same. Do you think he'll play Sacco? I no. think he'll play Sacco. I think you'll rest him there, surely. Thought. Nah, I've, I'll get the no, so I thought. No, so I think he leaves not long after, because mm. the first game the first game is on the 17th. I think so he might have He'll go full strength. I've got a feeling you might, well, you might as well carry on the confidence. He's got yeah, a so week either side. It's not like it's one of them, like the League Cup, where it's two games after one game and then two games before another. It's a week either yeah. side. Mm. It's basically like another league game. Yeah. We're in good form. Why risk it? I think he'll bring in possibly Evans for McDonald, and I think he'll bring in Henry for VLP. There we go. Ryan, do you think? I, I reckon just the one change. I reckon just the one change because as you guys. Rig said, got a week either side of the game. Why would you rest players when you've got two weeks off? Mm. Um, the formation's working again. The most like for like is Evans for McDonald. And we're going to lose Sacco soon. And, and bear in mind, two weeks is a long time for a footballer. If you're playing well, if you're winning games, why change the team? And it'd be nice to go on a cup run. Yeah, I'd like to make the playoffs, mm. but I like a cup run as well. So at the moment, and it also means we'll, if we don't go through, we'll have a blank Saturday. And I cannot stand blank Saturday. Mm. So you know what? The defence is doing well. We're keeping clean sheets. We're winning. You know, the mid- Fulham's form's rock bottom as well. So, confidence. So let's let's keep the same team as as close as we can. Um, Have they gone crap since he's got the job? They lost again last night. Yeah. So and, and I reckon you probably. I, I, I mean, I don't know for definite, but then I'd probably see if if Evans is coming into the team then, and we've got no other centre midfielders. Probably see Jacobs come on the bench. You never know, do you? Uh, Fulham, who plays for them? Rod Ayaga, yeah. Ross McCormack. Jerry Jesse Yorinen. Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> <laughs> Is Matt Smith on loan now? Yeah, else? yeah, yeah. Peter Capaldi's got that gig in uh, uh, No, but he signed for them. But hasn't he been loaned to a League One team? I don't though? know. Who's Matt Smith? He's played for Leeds. Yeah. And I'm starting him on the, I remember that because Leeds 
on the on the evening of transfer deadline day to eat big transfer news. Big transfer news coming up, and then like an hour later, Matt Smith signs <laughs> leaves Leeds for Fulham. Oh, could you imagine if Wolves did that? Big transfer news coming up. Sacco signs for Cody Woodrow as well. Good young striker. Uh, Patrick Roberts, Chris David. But you might see Fulham make changes. You missed their best player. Yeah, Scott Parker. Would Fulham make some changes because they need a contract in the league? Yeah, but, but, possibly. But they're in the same situation, though, aren't they? Because they've they've just lost. I think they lost two 0 at home last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've, they've lost two 0 at home, and then this is their only or they're also their only game in two weeks. Mm. So I don't I don't think third round day, and mm. unless you've got Champions League football around the corner, mm. you'd be resting players because mm. it's a chance. We all want money, and we all want cup runs, and we don't want a blank Saturday. So I, I would say that I'd expect them to be their strongest team, and I'd expect us to as well because it's it's pointless now. Wolves are, do- Wolves are doing well. Mm. I would, I would You've got to keep the momentum. Absolutely. Because yeah. and I said it before, um, when Dicko hasn't had a lot of games, he's a little bit off it. So we need to keep these players in form and, and on it as well. And I've got to be honest, if he wasn't planning on playing at Fulham, he wouldn't have taken him off after an hour. Um, Favourite FA Cup Wolves match <laughs> that you can remember? Ryan? We, the we, result we, wasn't favourable, but... Arsenal in the semi final. Yeah. Oh, I've got I've got a good one. That the game before that at Leeds, mm. I was yeah. um commentating for some partially side and blind friends that day and commentating through Don Goodman chipping the keeper and then um the guy I was commentating for lost his commentator when Antigua saved the penalty. I was cuddling some stranger with a beard. <laughs> uh, I think we can understand that. That's probably my favourite game. Yeah, incre- game incredible the, uh, incredible day. Uh, Regan? I think I was about eight at the time when those happened. So that's, I did. Well, so I was at the FA Cup semi final. I couldn't tell you much about it. Um, Newcastle at home as well. George and Dar. Yeah, oh, that, was a good, yeah. that was yeah. a good. That was a good one. I mean, I was struggling to think. Struggling. I'm re- we haven't really had a good run in the FA Cup no, or any Leicester sort of run in the FA Cup. Um, yes, it was four 0 Was it? No, one no, 0 uh, David Kelly diving there. There, there was um, once the, again. Uh, the, ball, the ball played into David Kelly. He dropped the shoulder to him. He spread it out. Watched a Goodman. Goodman right one chip far post. Kelly one 0 bang. Okay. Not, that you, not that you've memorised <laughs> that at Great all. Goal. Great goal. That's my dad's favourite FA Cup goal. Mm. My dad. Um, I love you. We drew with Tottenham before in the FA Cup at White Hart Lane. Didn't we in about yes, 94? Was, that was uh, 1-1. Chris Armstrong scored for them. And uh, we equalised and it was Don Goodman. Mm. Uh, 1995, maybe. Hey, what was it you? Was that the famous thing we, we had the replay? We did. We had the replay at Wolves and we lost 2-0. And they put... Um, yes, actually, I was on the Graham Taylor did the glasses thing to the ref. Wasn't that all in the papers the next day? That's all I remember. I yeah, we lost 2-0 at home because they put two giants in midfield and just played powered us. Best FA Cup game. Sheffield Wednesday at home in the replay. Oh, yeah. In the penalty shoot. Yeah. Wasn't that a league cup? No, it was a league cup. Yeah, because we drew 0-0 and... It was one one at the moment, wasn't it? Nil nil at Wednesday, and Will Paul we, Jones yeah. saved. This is the problem. Bart I've got. Williams penalty. Yeah. Just, I honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, 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 the problem I've got is literally we've been that terrible in the FA Cup in the last few years. The games that I can actually remember, we've been awful. I so I, while I've been at these games due to my dad being evil and making my season tickets into oh, before I could walk. I remember as a kid, um, the Express started like a big pull-out poster of Paul Jones saying the penalty. I'm like, yes, <laughs> one more wall. <laughs> no, uh, predictions then for Saturday. Uh, Luke Thompson. I don't know. I really doubt. It's uh, one all, and we'll probably lose one new in the replay. Um, I've got a seventh minute, and the replay will be on Tuesday the thirteenth. If there's yeah. one, which there probably will be. Regan, score draw. Score draw. Um, Just to bring this up. 
when you guessed my prediction last time, I was one goal off and I got the game and I was I called it four one and it was three one. So what are you going to go for this time? Um, I'm going to go for a Wolves three uh, one. So it's going to be two one to Wolves. Hopefully, I'm going to go for a one nil Wolves win. So this is the final podcast of 2014, but what has been your highlight of this year? Wolves have broken records, uh, won titles, and got a decent position so far in the Championship, taking nearly 9,000 fans away to MK Dons, um, and done a load of other good things as well. What has your highlight of 2014 been, Ryan? Uh, For me, uh, as much as I love Brentford away 3-0, which was a a fantastic day, um, I don't think we're ever going to replicate uh, going to MK Dons. Mm. The uh, the 10k to MK, uh, kudos to the person who started the hashtag for that. It's fantastic. It really caught on. MK Dons an opportunity to make some money. They embraced it. Mm. Um, and I actually took my mum as a Mother's Day present. I take her to an away game every so often. Um, and uh, she said, oh, I really wish to get a goal now for all these fans. Five minutes later, 1-0. And, and those scenes in the YouTube videos back, mm. it's just... To see a ground half full of your own fans on a away day, I don't know if we're ever going to do that again. It was and like a cup final. It was. It, it, it was. And I just think we were meant to win that day. I just, I, I believe we were going to win. And terrible pitch, not a pretty performance, but it's just, it's, it's. I mean, it's my one of my highlights of the last few years. Never mm. learned the season, but 2014, MK Dons away. Oh, I get goosebumps just thinking of it. Magical. But it was really good. Regan, highlight of uh, 2014 it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a game. It can be a w- moment or a funny it... chant or anything. For me, it would have been. It was. It was potentially either Brentford or um, MK Dons because we we went and it, it was class. I think we were a bit overawed by the occasion. The players, some of them, really. It was a bit of a shame to a certain extent. The fans were great, but wasn't it wasn't really the best performance. But I don't think that really mattered. I think that, that moment getting that the only thing goal that mattered was the goal. The goal we just great. needed to score for me, and it was the first away. I hadn't been. I did Port Vale away, which was good. Watching Lee, for, every, Griffiths, for, for all yeah. the stick that he got, watching Lee Griffiths go and do the quote-unquote the Hughes in front of Port Vale was great. But I hadn't been to another away game then until the end of January when we played Oldham away. Mm. And it was proper League One. It was a free-sided ground in a bit of a crud stand. Not the... But it was cold and it wasn't great. And we pulled it out of the bag. And for me, that was when it really turned. Mm. That was when the ball started rolling... Mm. And we were pulling out quality performances week in, week out. And that was ace mm. for me. And that was that reminded me of what it was. I, I said it was that performance that got the fires burning again. Because under Saunders and the past misdemeanor, for the first few months under Jackie, I was kind of a bit apathetic towards Wolves mm. and towards football. And then senior team, even though it took us to get into a league below, senior team full of players who wanted it. And mm. with guys who wanted to see us do well and the fans that was fantastic for me it's everything that football should be about Luke Thompson highlight of 2014 um, it could be anything whatever I said was my number one for the end of season podcast I don't know it neither do I but just people just just say winning the award no um, for me I would probably say you know MK Donzaway was brilliant so highlight of 2014 um, you know MK Donzaway like, like Ryan touched on was a great moment which which you know Ten pairs of Wolves fans will never forget. Um, but for me, I will go for um, Lindsay, the Warsaw fan. That was a particular <laughs> highlight for me. The, the ambulance. Yeah, somebody called the Wamblance. 
Dicko give me the, the come at me bro in front yeah. of the, at that wall when that fan came on the picture then all the walls fell around you and he was like yeah okay I'm backing off yeah. uh, my highlight was uh, Rotherham at home that 6-4 I don't think you will ever see a game like that for a while and Sam Ricketts Goal, yeah, I can't goal. tell you how heartbroken I was that the first home game I'd missed in four years due to work <laughs> was the 6-4 and not just that Sam Ricketts scored and just McDonald's goal and you can see some of the pictures now where he's celebrating all the fans are on the pitch <laughs> it's just such a lovely picture yeah, one, yeah. Of the, one of the best games uh, some on Twitter that we've had come through James Fielden, who was on a couple of weeks ago, saying MK Don's away. Dan Hall saying never having a match ball hit us up in our seats, then having three at us in three games. Hashtag Sacco's right foot. Mr. Happy on Twitter says, "Got to be that does not sound like an appropriate Twitter name." Got got to be the pitch invasion by the rogue squirrel against Bolton. Squirrel, squirrel. It was nuts. He was uh, Ross Watson uh, brings it back down to reality and says, my general highlight is watching a young wall side develop and can actually play attractive. And Steve says, uh, Clark leads scenes, smashed up my knee on a chair. <laughs> Beautiful. <sighs> Get it that. Uh, and there we go. And that was the highlights of 2014. Anything else at all else to throw out there? 2014? To be fair. Or when we knew we won. It's been possibly the most successful calendar year we've had in many a calendar year. You know, it's it's been... From January to December, on the whole, positive. Yeah, been good. Positives outweigh the negatives by a long shot. We've had five bad games in a year, really. Pretty much, yeah. Boom. But away from that, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, gents. Um, it's nice to complete the hat trick ball. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll make it through our three more predictions. Uh, yeah, and that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, OperaCreative.com. If you want to check out uh, websites, go to OperaCreative.com. Uh, Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Facebook Wolves Football Fancast Show. Website WolvesFancast.com. And we'll be back next week to review that FA Cup game against Fulham. But for this podcast and for 2014, um, it's bye from Ryan. Good night. Bye from Regan. Happy to see you. Bye from Luke. See you next year. And it's bye from me. Have a great new year and see you in 2015.